Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. This podcast on 97.3 The Fan is brought to you by Hamul Casino, San Diego's closest casino. Real close, real friendly, real fun. What's up, San Diego? Welcome in to Gwen and Chris, Tony Gwynn Jr., Chris Sello, Matt Scravey. Rolling with you for four, or, no, for, excuse me, two and a half hours. Thursday night football, the Denver Broncos take on the Kansas City Chiefs. We'll get you to that at due time, but I I think we should start the show off because my partner yesterday in our show tried to warn us about what was coming out in Arizona. And boy, oh boy, did he turn out to be 100% right in terms of... uh, yeah, the these Astros, the the Diamondbacks, putting it on Lance Lynn. Oh my goodness! Set a postseason record, first time ever, ever. Four homers in an inning, and he could have given up more if Dave Roberts didn't take him out. <laughs> it's a good thing Dave Roberts took him out after the fourth home run. Who's to say that there wouldn't have been a fifth? Yeah, no, you're 100 percent right. But you you had a spot on, Chris. You had a spot on. Well, he uh, he was he was throwing batting practice in that inning. I mean, Geraldo Perdomo. Jack's one like that. You know the ball is center cut. And, uh, you know, the thing that made it really remarkable was that uh, on the fourth home run, Gabriel Marino hit the uh, fly ball down the right field line that was called a home run. He actually went all – he jogged all the way around the bases. Yes, he did. They had to go get him out of the dugout. They had to get him out of the dugout to, to tell him the bad news that it was a foul ball. And he said, oh, I don't care. He just came up and hit the next pitch over the left center field wall, ran around the bases again. And – uh you know, it was interesting because Bob Costas and Ron Darling were doing the game. Ron Darling goes, you know, if that would have counted, Bob, on the first home run that was ruled foul, he said if that would have counted, it would have been the first time in the history of postseason baseball that there was four home runs in one inning. And just as he got those words out of his mouth, Boom. Moreno hit the actual fourth home run of the inning. And uh, it was a historic uh, evening for the Diamondbacks and uh, one, obviously, to forget for the Dodgers. I think the other thing I maybe got right in that game was you look at the two guys who did come through for the Dodgers. Well, it was Chris Taylor and Kike Hernandez. They got their only RBI hits, the guys that Dave Roberts had not put in the lineup at the beginning of this series. So uh, for Mookie Betts and for Freddie Freeman – it's a postseason to forget. They combined to go one for 21, and they wouldn't even have got that one if Zach Gallen had covered first base on Freddie Freeman's ground ball the other night. So 
welcome to the off season, Los Angeles. Have a seat next to us. Yeah, yes, we, we have watch, plenty of room on can, the couch. We can watch the playoffs together. The yeah, we have plenty playoffs. of room. Uh, you know, look, I, I don't know what you do if you're the Dodgers. I mean, I know people want to fire Dave Roberts. They want to change every – I don't know what you would change. You win 100 games every single year. You go into the playoffs. Uh, the only thing I can think of is, you know, getting a little more – I don't know. What are you going to spend more money, get more depth? I mean – you know, this season was somewhat remarkable for the Dodgers in the sense that they did a lot of this without their frontline pitching. But uh, and, and obviously the three starters they had in the playoffs did not get the job done. But I, I don't know. I would still take the Dodgers season over the Padres season uh, in a heartbeat. Uh, 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 you know, uh, look, I mean, Padre fans can say, can laugh right now and point fingers. But ultimately, the Dodgers had a much better season, and uh, it ends just as disappointingly, though. I, I, t- I say this. It brings that whole conversation up again of what what do you want? Do you, do you Are you okay winning 100 games in, in seasons and coming up short? No. Uh, uh, no. I'm, I'm not no, good with that. I'm not, I'm not asking you. It was yeah. rhetorical. I mean, I'm saying on the other side, or, or do you want to be in a position where, you know, the Padres, right, where – you're getting in. You're you're starting to, um, you know, make some some headway there. You're going to have some stumbles. I mean, the the run the the run that the Dodgers are on, them and the Astros right now, is there's only been a few um, two teams I think who've had longer runs. I think the Yankees, the Yankees and, the and the Braves had a pretty good one. Yeah, yeah. But, and so you know, and I, the Braves were much like the Dodgers during their heroic right. days. They would win the division every single year. And they only had one World Series I, to show for I it. I guess the objective is, uh, the, I guess the question you ask is the objective to put yourself in position every year to be able to win a title, or is it just you have to win a title? Well, I would ask this in rhetorical uh, back, is what do you do to set yourself up to have a ball club that can win in the playoffs? And how do you know what that is? I mean... You know, all kinds of teams have won World Series, from the Kansas City Royals to the San Francisco Giants three times to wild card teams like the Miami Marlins, who were then the Florida Marlins, who won two World Series in two playoff appearances. Uh, you know, so I don't know. How do you put together a team like that? I would take what the Marlins did over what the Dodgers have done. Winning two championships to me is better than having 12 consecutive 100-win seasons and not winning any championships. I just don't know how you put together the team that can only perform in the postseason. How do you know what that is? Uh, the so, Astros seem to have a, a, a pretty good answer for it, but they're not. Uh, you know, they haven't won the championship every year. They, you know, they won one that was tainted, and they won last year. But I, I, I just don't know what you're doing oh, baseball. You'd have to have a bet. Well, the tainted cheating World Series. Oh, I, we're I, talking the Astros. I'm talking the Astros. Oh, okay. Yeah, theirs was tainted. The first yeah. one, the second one, last year wasn't. But I'm what I'm saying is the Astros have been there every single time, and they don't always come out on top. I, you know, baseball. I, I think the ultimate answer to it is that baseball is meant to be decided over a hundred plus games, not over five games. Uh, there's some people calling now for the division series to go to seven. I would like that just because it's a little more baseball, but you're still going to have crazy outcomes. It doesn't mean that the better team is going to win. The Dodgers have lost to teams that they won 20 more games than during the regular season, and it's happened three times in a row. So 
I, I don't really know what the answer to it is. If you're the Dodgers, I think you just try to put together as good a ball club as you can and take your shot. I think if you're anybody, that's what you're trying to do is you put together the best possible team. You can't get away from the fact that the guys that you either – no, not that you either, that you went out and spent the most on because you felt like those were the type of pieces that came that come this time of year that are going to get you over the top. Can't keep, remove ourselves from the fact that it, those guys did not come through for the Dodgers. And, no. and then really, when you look at all the teams that um, are either on the cusp of being eliminated or have already been eliminated, it's pretty much the same same thing. So I, th- I think maybe the answer is when you get to this time of year, that team that you constructed, those dudes that you paid top end dollar for, have to be those dudes. Yeah, they have to come through. They but do. I don't know how you how do you look into the mind of you somebody can. and fi- you, figure out. I mean, Bryce, that... Bryce Harper just seems like, I mean, this guy's a very, you know, this year anyway, was a very ordinary player uh, for by his standards. Uh, injuries had something to do with right, that. Coming off Tommy But John. is there nobody I'd rather, you know, least rather face right now than Bryce Harper? He looks like he's an, almost impossible to get out. Jordan Alvarez hits 260 every single year. Uh, you know, puts up some numbers. Then he comes into the playoffs, hits 900 or something, and slugs 16 home runs. I Certain guys just seem to have that factor. I, I don't know. So if you're the Dodgers and you look at, at the failure of this series, which you and I both agree starts and ends with Mookie Betts and Freddie Freeman both not getting the job done. So if you're the Dodgers, do you say, well we got to get rid of these two guys so that we can find two guys that can come in and get the job done in the playoffs next time we're there. I mean, that seems kind of ludicrous, doesn't it? I mean, what are you going to say? Well, you know, we're going to trade Mookie Betts for somebody that we think can do better in the postseason. That's That's ridiculous. uh, I mean, and Freddie Freeman's one of the great players in baseball. You may mess around and not even get to the postseason if that's the case. if you do that, yeah. So... I, I just don't know how you construct a team that you can guarantee. Maybe the Astros think they have the answer, but I don't agree with them. I mean, they, they've won a couple of championships. They may win another one, but I, I, I don't think there's any way that you can just plan players that are going to be hot in the postseason. I, yeah, I, I don't I know how you can do it. I, I, I agree. I mean, if you if you get one, you have a major advantage, right? Like. The Yankee teams that had the Jeters of the world, and yeah, then, and they then pulled when, it off, right? They when then those guys always seem to come up clutch, right? In those moments, now they good enough to get through the season, and then when that time that big stage came, they got the production they needed, and that hasn't been because I just have to correct you on one thing, Jordan Alvarez. I don't know that he's ever hit two sixty. He's He's, a, he's higher than he's, that? Yeah, he's like a lifetime. He doesn't seem like 295 he's 95 Okay, he doesn't seem like he has the impact that he has in the postseason. Maybe I should have just said it that way. I mean, I look at Freddie Freeman's career postseason stats. He's been in eight series, 12 series in his career. He's had 213 at-bats, which is a pretty good sample yeah, size. Yeah. And he's uh, got a 914 OPS. In a postseason, so so you know he can't, he's he's that dude. He's the guy. But, so why would you want to get anybody else? And, but and, he goes one for whatever he went and, in the series. And I think you're you're susceptible to those type of exits when that type of player who is that type of performer in the postseason has a has a dud. 
Yeah. That's he just, had a that, dud. That, that's just what it boiled down to. But you're not going to replace Freddie Freeman next year and that, go, well, we need somebody better, that, obviously, because that's why we didn't get the job done. That would be foolish. That would be incredibly foolish. <laughs> I, mean, I looked I, up. Oh, there's sorry. a bunch of guys I would trade to the Dodgers for Freddie Freeman. Jordan Alvarez is a career 295. 295. Wait. Very good. But in the postseason, what is he? I w- I w- real quick. What? When we re- when you when you listen back to the show, you will know that you just repeated the same thing I just finished telling everybody that it was two ninety five as his was his average. Yeah. Well, I was just confirming that knowledge. Welcome, they are very welcome nice to the show, yeah. Ladies and gentlemen, Matt Scraby here. I was yes. He's our confirmer on the program. <laughs> he's a, he's you know, I confirmer. thought I was doing something good there for a I, second. Hey, listen, I appreciate it, but I had already got to it for you, brother. Uh, you asked postseason numbers. And you know what's funny is postseason batting average is two sixty seven. <laughs> I was just getting ready to say that. But he seems like he just never gets out in the postseason. What do I know? I mean, it, it certainly it looks like in the la- this postseason, last yeah. postseason he struggled. Yeah, I mean, he, 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 has, he had the MVP postseason, but... Um, yeah, he was three for twenty three in the postseason last year. Yeah, and they say in the World Series last year they still won. So I don't know what you do. I mean, I, I, it's a hang with them for the Dodgers. It's it's a it's a reality check for their fans. It's a slice of humble pie. It's all of those things uh, for the Dodgers. And uh, but I don't know what you can do. I think all you can do really is tip your cap to the Diamondbacks. Yeah, These guys they earned it. played some great baseball. They put six runs on you in the first inning of the first game. They came out swinging and immediately stated their case that we're not going to just roll over for your coronation. They certainly proved And me then wrong. they put three up in the first inning of the second game. And their pitching was far superior to anything the Diamondbacks did during the general course of the regular season. I think most people thought this was a Zach Gallen, Merrill Kelly team. But you know what? The addition of Seawald at that, the end there, uh, closed down games, uh, uh, what is it, Ginkle? From, I, I was uh, just about to say, I'm glad. Those you- two guys, I mean, both San Diego guys, by the way, one from El Cap High and one from USD, you know, that gave them some stability at the back end. Let me tell you, so. Chris, and you, you mentioned it, um, a ton of credit needs to go to the Diamondbacks and that back end staff right there. That the the sequence uh, uh, against Mookie Betts with Ginkle and Freeman after they got close. This is the, their last really chance. Right, that they got the, yeah, the they got within two. got within two. Um, the pitch the at bat that he pat put together, or I should say, the sequence he put together against Mookie Betts was outstanding. If you go back and look, that one pitch caught anything other than the very corner. And then when he needed to throw the slider and make a pitch there, he he, he threw the probably the best slider of the night there to punch out Mookie Betts swinging. And the thing that I couldn't stop thinking about, I can't remember a time all season long that Freddie Freeman looked like he looked in that at bat against Ginkle. Yeah, Ginkle walked uh, the pinch hitter Colton Wong in order to bring Betts and Freeman to the plate, both representing the tying run. And I, I don't know, we don't maybe talk enough about pitching coaches, but Brent Strom went yeah, out man. and talked to Ginkle after that walk. This guy's 75 years old, pitched for the Padres he, back he in the 70s. He was ready to retire. They, they brought him out of retirement. Whatever he, you know, whatever he said seemed to work, get Ginkle right back focused in, and he, he right. I mean, he strikes out Betts, he strikes out Freeman, got Martinez to fly out, inning over, game over, and a series over. Yeah, that was, so. uh, that was some nice work done by that bullpen there. 
uh, to get through it. All right, let's uh, step away, get the break. We got the other game that had a lot of um, fireworks, shall we? My type of stuff. <laughs> yeah, for Scrappy's enjoying this Braves Philly series. Braves, they, there's some clear uh, ang- angst going on between the two. We'll talk about it when we return. More Gwen and Chris on the way. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Quinn and Chris, it is uh, Thursday, October the 12th, and the Dodgers are done. No more than what? Five or six days after the Padres season ended, the Dodgers comes to a close in a uh, humiliating sweep. Ten days, at the exactly. hands. Yeah, ten days, yeah. You're right, because they had to wait. Oh, d- lest we forget that the Dodgers had to wait to start their uh, divisional series. Uh, Dodger fans will be reminding us of that of all summer. That's why they lost to the Padres last year, and apparently that's why they lost to the Diamondbacks this time around. Uh, hang with them, Dodgers, and welcome to the couch where we are enjoying the rest <laughs> of the baseball playoffs. The Braves could be... On that couch as well, after tonight's Game 4, the National League Divisional Series, Phillies with a two-games-to-one lead, looking to close out Atlanta at home. It would be the second year in a row that the Braves and Dodgers dominate the National League during the regular season, and then both are ousted before the championship series. Most people feel it's going to happen because the Phillies are on fire right now. They hit six home runs yesterday, Tony. And Bryce Harper hit two of them yes, he that did. have sparked a little controversy here. Harper with the uh, the throat slash sign, and that got people wondering what was on his mind. And the stare down of Orlando Arcia, the Braves shortstop, as he rounded second base. And Harper let on that uh, he got wind of some comments from Orlando Arcia that were made after Harper was doubled off first base to end game two. Uh, They were comments that were made in the Braves' clubhouse, apparently. Travis Darnot, Braves' catcher, talked about it, and he said he didn't think these comments should have ever gotten out in the first place. The clubhouse is a sanctuary, and and I think when things like that get out, it it doesn't make people want to talk to the media at all. Um, it, It affects the people who have been great to us all year, and it is what it is. All right, so he wasn't happy about that, Tony. Here's the thing to me. 
if Orlando Arcia was confiding in a reporter, like if he was doing a one-on-one or even a little group thing there at his locker room, and he said, hey, I don't know what Bryce Harper was doing on that play, et cetera. Attaboy. Attaboy, Bryce. Attaboy, Bryce. <laughs> That's what know, he said. Which is what he supposedly said. You got to know that somebody may take that and at least print it. Now, whether or not they'll go across to the other clubhouse and actually tell Bryce Harper the comments is another thing. On the other side, if Orlando Arce is just running up and down the clubhouse yelling, boy, Bryce! boy, Bryce! Kind of seems like it's fair game for somebody to walk over to Bryce Harper and say, man, you should hear this guy in the other clubhouse. He's screaming and uh, thanking you for making that base-running blunder. And the fact that Harper got word of it you know, seemed to lit a fire under Bryce Harper, which is the last thing the Braves need. So what's the what's the proper thing here? Uh, Don't say anything in the first place. No, I mean, listen, I, I I think I think there's two different things here, right? Like Arcia saying that a boy, that a boy Harper in the in the locker room. Yeah. Um. I don't know. I I feel like if you are having a conversation with a reporter, right, and you're in front of your locker, you you have to assume that everything you're talking about is you know is 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 fair game. Yeah, right? you're having a conversation with a reporter. That is his job. Okay. If I don't know, I I feel like when you at, at least from a player standpoint, when you're when they let the media guys in, right, and you want said player or all players to be forthcoming and feel comfortable enough to to speak with you and a player ends up feeling burned that he was you know just kind of in the clubhouse in the moment having some fun having some fun and it gets reported gets reported back, back to, to Bryce, Bryce Harper, Harper. Right. so in that regard you don't think somebody should have gone to the other locker room to Bryce Harper and say hey RC is running around screaming your name right in and, the and other now, locker room although I don't Agree that that should have happened. I think it it makes it harder for now reporters to get that kind of access. Not even the access, but to get a player to actually open up and give a truthful answer a lot of times, yeah. right? But I think as a player, you also have to know, as you said, this is a possibility. Like, this isn't the first time something like this has ever happened. And so I, I think it's part of your responsibility to know, with, especially... especially when the media is around, that if you don't want something reported, especially in this confine, right? Because this is this is big stage right here. Don't say it. Don't say it in front of the. There is a a, a time where the doors are still closed and you're with your teammates. Yes, you can yell that before that, the media gets in. If you're yelling that and somebody overhears it out in the hallway, and then runs down to Bryce Harper, now the media. Is certainly crossing over the line. Hundred percent, hundred percent. So I mean, that's like when you hear teams, you know, doing a celebration inside a clubhouse, but you're not in there with them. Right, right. That's their own moment. Right, you got to give they, them that. They're allowed to have that moment. So yeah. I, what I say, what I'll say is, is I don't think it helps player media relationship. Yeah, with this happening, but I do think if you were in the clubhouse and the media was in your clubhouse at the time, you you should have been more careful. Yeah. So, and, but oh, here's my other thing though. 
I ultimately don't believe that that is why Bryce Harper with second deck and dead center off of the, the Braves. Maybe the fact that he's just pretty good. I mean, he did the same thing to the Padres last, last the, year. So, the like, stare downs, though, were pretty intense. That, hey, that just, brings, that just brings more drama to it. Oh, I love it. That just means that we, we get a chance to... To have this conversation, and you get the photos of him like glaring through Arcia, like that—that <laughs> that is good, a good show. That is a good showsman. That's what the that's what his own teammates call him, the showman, the showman, the showman, <laughs> the greatest showman. I mean, has he he hasn't disappointed to this point, you know, since he's been introduced to the playoffs as a Philly. I have but, another quick question on what the Braves' response ought to be, if any. To Bryce Harper staring down and giving the throat slash sign. They have to win tonight, the Braves. They can't really mess around with anything. But is it beyond Spencer Strider to send a message to Bryce Harper early in this game as a way of galvanizing his own team and saying, hey, we're not going to, whether our guy yelled something that you shouldn't have heard or not, we're not going to stand for the throat slash, the stare downs, the intimidation that you're trying to bestow on us. Can Spencer Strider turn this back in the Braves' favor, or should he just not worry about it because he's got other things that are bigger and better, more important to do? Two separate questions. I think he absolutely could. But you also got to look it up. Do you want to poke that bear again? <laughs> do, 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 do you want? As Aaron Rodgers said to the New York Giant, poor guy in Hard Knocks, <laughs> "Don't poke the bear." I mean, I'm just saying his track record is his track record for a reason. Now, yeah, but yeah. to your point, yes, he he absolutely could for just that just that reason alone to try to to try to stoke some type of response from his own team. Now, yeah. I don't know that it'll he'll he'll get there, but. Um, I, I think it wouldn't be out outside of the box to to think that that could be something that happens. Yeah, well, if the Braves get a seven nothing lead or something early in the game, fourth inning, Harper comes up, maybe Strider sends a message. I tell you one thing, it sure adds a lot of in, intrigue into Game Four, which is uh, gets underway after our show tonight. Five o'clock uh, is the start time. But uh, these Phillies and Braves games, they're they're nasty, and that's good. I mean, that's good for baseball to have these two rivals going at it for a second year in a row. And I think it's going to be good in the American League with the Astros playing the Rangers because we know that those yeah. are two teams that don't like each other. And you know, I, I know Bruce Bochy's trying to figure out a way to deal with Jordan Alvarez and those guys in that series. Doesn't start till Sunday, which I find a little crazy, being as the Astros wrapped up on a uh, a Wednesday, the Rangers wrapped up their series on a Tuesday. Uh, we get into this whole debate about off time. Off time is only yeah. necessary for the divisional round because they need to play the wild card. Chris. I don't see why there's off time here. Hold, hold that thought. All right. We got Kirk Kenny coming up here in the next segment. But before we get Kirk Kenny, we, could, we can hash this out a little bit in terms of how you're feeling about this extra rest. A lot of extra rest before the AL Championship Series. Okay, we'll talk about it when we come back. Kirk Kenny does join us for some Aztec football talk, as he does weekly. That's coming up as well a little later. Got the Daily Gambit, Big Five, Chris first to the fans, Gwyn and Chris. Rolling into a Thursday program on 97.3 The Fan. 
Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. Two thirty-six on the clock. Tony Gwynn Jr., Chris Ello, Matthew Scraby. My, excuse me. Thursday night football. Denver Broncos, Kansas City Chiefs. Monday night football. Thursday edition. <laughs> that's what you meant. Yeah, that's exactly what I meant. Taylor Swift will be in oh, the building. Oh, my goodness gracious. I can, I means... can watch the game in peace now. <laughs> you can't watch the game no. in peace. You're not going to be able to watch the game. Be, no, I'm mad. there for the Swifty shots, okay? Yeah, but every time, there's a, every time there, there's a break in the action of any kind, a huddle or a uh, quarterback going over to commiserate with the coach for a second, <laughs> you're going to get my wife jumping off the couch going, oh, pause it, there's Taylor Swift. Pause it? And I'm going to go, I can't pause it, it's on Prime Video and I don't know how to work the controls. Okay. <laughs> there's a good excuse for you, honestly. Scraby, are you happy Travis Kelsey will play? See, the thing, the only thing that's good about Taylor Swift going to these games is I'm assuming he's not going to invite her to a game that he's not playing in. So if she goes, I know he's playing. Right. Yeah. And I'm very he excited. He played well last time she was in the building, too. He yeah. did. He did. He hasn't really been he that actually plays this year. I mean, yeah, he's playing I know, on a yeah. bad he's ankle. He's been really struggling. I'd get rid of him if I were you. I, <laughs> Do you want to trade for him? <laughs> there's, so many, yeah, there's so many other tight ends that are much better. Uh, he, uh, <laughs> you know, I mean, he does well every week. Right? I mean, this guy's one of the best in the game. And playing the Broncos, one of the worst defenses that has really been trotted out on an NFL field in worst. the last 10 years. I mean, they did give up 70 points a couple of weeks ago and weren't a whole They're- lot better last week against Zach Wilson. I mean, if Zach puts 31 up on you, well, you got issues. I think. Uh, they're, they're, by the way, their offense is averaging 26 points a game. Denver? Yes. Yeah. Well, they're trying they're, to keep up with the <laughs> points they're giving up. I mean, you know. It's great what oh, no, are. I was just going to say, uh, they didn't score 31 points, the offense. They scored 24 because it was a. Was it a fumble six at the end of the oh, game? A defensive touchdown yeah. at the end of the game. Yeah, but don't you know give what Zach I'm Wilson still, that credit. Still, I'll give Zach Wilson credit anytime he scores more than double figures. True, he's true. I think he's getting better. Defense. I mean, listen, they're going to have. Here's the thing: is if they're going to, you know, be the team that they think they can be, they're going to have to eventually open up the book and let him. Because you're not, the defense isn't going to be able to carry it for a full seventeen uh, games. Yeah, it's, it's not. It's not likely to happen. So you're going to have to trust. Because are you? I, I know what Aaron has said, and and I hope that it, it's true that he can make it back before the end of the season. But does anybody think that the forty, what two year old? I don't know how old he is actually. Something or he's around there is going to come back after a tour Achilles this season. He will make it happen. All right, he'll 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 chop off his leg I, and get I, a I new one. Can help on this, <laughs> but he may work to get back by mid December, and the Jets might be four and nine by then. No, that's true. I was Maybe. reading a Jets article on Zach Wilson, and they were saying the biggest difference between this year and last year is that this year he does not have the yips, and he's throwing the ball with confidence, and he's not. I will say he 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 has it. Aaron Rodgers, thirty nine, by the way, thirty nine. He at, I will say he at least has. Um, 
he at least has started to to take the leadership thing a, a little bit I thought better. he played a little better in that Chiefs game. I did too. I, I didn't watch him too closely in the Bronco game, but I know that they didn't have much offense except for Bryce Hall running the ball. Or Brees Hall. Okay, now let's, let's break down this. Um, oh, the time you, off the, the, the time Sunday, off yeah. You, you, you're, you were quite perturbed when you saw that they play on a Sunday. A little perturbed. I mean, uh, come on. You play the, the series finished on Tuesday and Wednesday. This is baseball. It's meant to be played all the time. Is it not? I'm with Chris on this one. I don't, I, I, I don't see what the big deal is. I, I, I am looking for something to do tomorrow night. <laughs> okay, sports wise. Aside from it affecting what you get to no, watch. No, I'm just saying. Like, I'm excited. Like tonight, let's see what happens between the Braves and the Phillies. It's going to be a great game, probably. I, I, I'm going to want that. it to roll into Friday, and I'm not going to have any baseball so by Sunday. You, I forgot about baseball. You, you're not going to watch on Sunday because you uh, forgot about it. Sunday baseball's nothing to me. I, you know, I, I, this doesn't bother me. I don't. Well, mind. There's no game scheduled at all tomorrow night. So why wouldn't baseball, given the Astros one day off, given the uh, Rangers two days off want to start their championship series on Friday night when they got the sports calendar all to themselves. Yeah. Maction's not even happening. You don't have to compete against that. Maction, if you don't knock it <laughs> out. All right. Anyway. Joining us on the premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline is none other than Kirk Kenny. Kirk, welcome to the show, my man. How are you? Thank you very much. That was just a, a rousing. An overwhelming welcome for you. <laughs> yes. I just I just feel really welcomed into your space. Yeah, you should, yeah. man. We, we we always enjoy having you, Kirk. Uh Aztecs taking on Hawaii this uh week and um Aztecs trying to get back on track here. Both of these teams are struggling coming into this matchup. Uh at least from a a a, a preparation standpoint. What what are the Aztecs looking to do in this ball game to try to get a win? Well, I think they need to score more and give up fewer. Ah, thank you very much, Einstein. I, I try and boil it down to the simplest terms. Yeah, well, you did. You did. <laughs> you just did. You know, what do they funny, need to do teams, to do those things, Kirk? Yeah. Well, both teams are two and four, and they're, I mean, they're both, their offenses aren't being as productive as they'd like, and both defenses have been giving up a lot more points than they would have liked. The difference being San Diego State's defense traditionally has been pretty strong, whereas last year uh, Hawaii's defense was one of the worst in the nation. So they're giving up 100 fewer yards a game, but they're still ranked about 77th in the nation. Um, So they've shown improvement, whereas the Aztecs need to kind of get things turned around after giving up a lot of yards to um, the last few opponents they've had, including Air Force the last time out. You know, the last four games, all losses for the Aztecs, but all four of them, they were underdog. I mean, they were playing teams that were, frankly, better than they were. Uh, UCLA is better than they were. Our Oregon State certainly better than they are. Boise State certainly be argued they're better. Air Force, one of the uh, picks to win the conference. Is it the way the Aztecs are losing that is most concerning to people that follow this team, Kirk? I mean, the fact that they're 2-4, and four, but the four really haven't been nearly as competitive as the Aztecs had been in the last many years. Yeah, I think the Boise State game, I think they really, a lot of people looked at they should have won that game. They had a couple turnovers, one going in uh, to the end zone and another one on their own 25 that Boise turned into points. And Aztecs only lost by three, and that was probably a 14-point swing there. So that, that game they really should have maybe gotten in the win column. The Air Force game, I think, was a big concern because they should have been much more competitive than they were. And, and that, that game started, they 
stopped them on their first drive, and then the Aztecs went in 80 yards, 17 plays, had their best drive probably of the season for a touchdown. And then, man, things just turned on a dime, and it was all Air Force from there. So I think that was probably the biggest concern. It's it's getting their defense going again. Kirk Kenny, San Diego Union Tribune, joins us here on the premiere Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. And, and Kirk, I saw the 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 uh, the information that came out about the decommitments and uh, Coach Hoke being a little frustrated uh, with the with the process after some players uh, decided to to decommit. I mean, what what more can he do at this point? Well, it's gonna be always gonna be a challenge because I guess it's like if you're going to the prom with one girl, but that one you've really been eyeing all of a sudden becomes available. Uh, maybe you kind of excuse yourself and try and go <laughs> court first. <laughs> Sounds like something Scraby would do. Uh, if I was cool enough to be in that position. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. It is. Scraby a lot of times have two or three that he's trying to pick from or. Yes. Oh yes. A, all the a, time. I'm fighting them off for sure. <laughs> but you know, so it's not, it's not necessarily a surprise if you have a better opportunity to see a kid change. I, what was most surprising to me and most disappointing, so they got a couple of these commitments back in March and April, and, and the kids are committing to San Diego State, and then in the next breath they're saying, but I'm still taking five trips to these Power 5 schools. Right. Well, if you're committed, why are you tripping to those other schools? And, and if you want to see those other schools, fine, but then don't commit. Yeah, is it fair for? I mean, are, is it is it acceptable enough for Brady Hoke to to say, you know, we've lost recruits, frankly, because they wanted to come here when they thought we'd be in the Pac-12. Now that we're not going to be in the Pac-12, they want to go elsewhere. I mean, is that is that an understandable explanation? I, I think so. And, and he said he could understand them wanting to check out some other options. I just don't like sometimes the way somebody approaches. You know, we talked about. It used to be your word is your bond, and other than you know some extenuating circumstances coming along, it just disappoints me when somebody says they're going to do this and then they, at the drop of a hat, go do something else. Um, so that will continue to be a challenge in recruiting for the Aztecs, and they have to be able to make as good of a case as they can that that uh, San Diego is a destination for these kids, and and then uh, get them to stick to it. Uh, early signing date is just about two months off, so. Some of this will get decided here pretty quickly. Yeah, the the portal rules, the well, the possible portal rules, NIL rules can't come fast enough because it does seem like it is hampering a, a a lot of schools, especially the ones that don't have the the big time money to, to 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 pass out. The the other thing that I thought about the other day, Kirk, was you know when Snapdragon was going up, we, we always we all talked about how big of a recruiting element that could be has it turned out at least in the early going to be that big of a recruiting um tool that that we thought it would be i think the whole landscape changed once the nil got approved Mm. and everybody just it's like how many dollars can you flash in front of me how about the news two weeks ago every player for utah is getting a truck wow i mean how do you compete with that and and it's nice to have a great stadium, and that's I think that's one component to it and one appealing thing for a player to play in a nice place. But as soon as you, as soon as you start flashing money to people or cars or, you know, other things, you know, it's just very, very difficult to compete with that. People uh, don't have very good memories, and especially alumni. And, you know, I look at Brady Hoke, and I recall what he did 
You know, when he first took over this program, I mean, he turned an absolute bottom-of-the-barrel losing college football program into a winner. And he won nine games uh, in that second year, and they won a bowl game. He went on and won eight, then nine, then eight. And, you know, the Aztecs became what the Aztecs were, and Rocky Long took it another step further. But now they've gone seven and six with a kind of a mediocre bowl loss last year. Two and four this year. So that's nine and ten in the last 19 games. And it's not exactly against the stiffest of competition. So are there people grumbling about Brady Hoke? And if so, does anybody hear it at San Diego State? I think there's a lot of people grumbling, but I think they're the same ones that they're sitting at home. And if you punt two times in a row, then they want everybody fired and, and uh, you know, every locker cleaned out. And then, uh, you know, I, I always go back to 2015. The Essex start one and three, and then they go and win 10 games in a row. And all of a sudden people got quiet. Uh, the difference this time around is I think, you know, the, the bar has been set higher because of all the success for the past 10 to 12 years. So people's expectations just are higher, and they expect better than seven and six seasons. I mean, all of us can think back to either when we were going there or, or in the decade after. If you had an over 500 season, people are doing cartwheels yeah. and they're, you know, charting parade routes. And now, you know, it's nine or ten wins, and and even the bowl games that the Mountain West is involved with, a lot of people aren't satisfied with that. Well, well, I mean, it's two or four right now, as you mentioned. I mean, what what would be a success? for for the Aztecs when this season is done? At this point, I think definitely getting the six wins to be bowl eligible, winning a bowl game. Uh, if if they do anything beyond that, then I think that's the nice thing. I mean, coming into the season, Vegas had them at seven wins as the over-under. So uh, that would be, I guess, the bar coming in and falling short of that, I guess, would be a disappointment in a lot of people's eyes. Uh, also, if they do not get bowl eligible, then I think that'll – that'll be looked at upon as a step back in a really down season. Well, they are favored this weekend uh, at Hawaii by six points. I'm pretty sure they'll be favored next week against a really bad Nevada team. Utah State, Colorado State, they're both beatable. So, I mean, who knows? They could turn it around here in the next month or so and get to six and four. I want to ask you one last thing about Brady Hoke and his team, Kirk, because the one thing that, that would bother me as a Brady Hoke follower and fan is the one thing that he always preached when he first got to San Diego State, even before he started winning games, was that his team have toughness. And I think the Aztecs' decision to be a tough football team that tried to beat you up physically with a run game and an offensive line, I think that decision served them well in a pass-happy world. And all of a sudden, they started beating teams that yeah. wanted to throw the ball and but just couldn't stop them and couldn't keep up with them physically. This team right now does not look physically imposing to me. Is that a concern that he has, or is that just something that I'm thinking? I think he still thinks they're tough. Um and they're they're strong-willed, but one thing that, that's plagued them during the season at times has been uh, poor tackling. Uh, also, the, they've talked about being able to finish games better. Um, and and also, I've just seen some players that I've wondered on defense, especially if you know missed assignments have been more prevalent than I think I've seen in recent years. Mm. So I think those would be the biggest concerns. But I think he still said the other day he likes his team and he still thinks they're playing hard. So. We'll see how this, if things do turn around in the second half, which is definitely not as 
strong of teams as they faced by and large in the first half. Um, but, you know, the biggest thing is in this day and age, people expect to be entertained and, and that's with offense more so than defense. And I think that's going to be the challenge going forward is, is people just don't get as excited about a good defensive team as maybe they used to a few decades back. Yeah, I hear no lies. Uh, Kirk, as always, man, I think we're all hoping for a Aztec victory out in Hawaii, and uh, we'll catch you. Uh, we'll catch you next week. All right, guys, I appreciate it. Thank you very Thanks much. Thanks for the update, Kirk. Kirk Kenny on the Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad fan hotline. Save money the right way with Premier Chevrolet of Carlsbad. Visit them today in the Carlsbad Auto Mall. Chevrolet, find new roads. Can I ask Hawaii? Tony? Yes, because <laughs> that is how it's said, Hawaii. Because for so long I used to say it wrong. Hawaii, so not, Hawaii, Hawaii. Yeah. No, it's actually, an it's apostrophe in the spelling yes, of the name. Yes, there is. Yeah, between it's the last I two eyes. apostrophe I. Yeah, so, Hawaii. So Tony's right on. I'm no, just, he is. I'm I was just, just saying. I mean, the thing is, the thing that that gets me is that you make fun of us when we mispronounce things. All <laughs> I the time, wasn't making fun and of now him. Now you're poking at the bear when he's pronouncing <laughs> it correctly. I wasn't making fun of him. Seems as though you kind of were. I was just pointing out that Hawaii? Tony said Hawaii. Uh, it wasn't because I've been to Hawaii many times. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Hawaii. Yeah. And I know that it's Hawaii. Uh-huh. So I was just trying to congratulate Tony about saying it correctly. Thank you for the congratulations, man. Yeah, I don't know why you needed it, but you did. <laughs> Pretty solid. Are you guys paying any attention to the whole college football season? It seems like no. it's going by very quietly. I'm, like, I mean, I know I, Georgia's number one. They haven't looked number one really most of the season. I know that uh, Michigan's number two. They haven't played anybody yet of any consequence. Ohio State's in there. Florida State's had some good wins. Uh, but it, it just doesn't seem like it's been a season I've been all that involved in. I'm not quite sure why. I've been a little bit more involved uh this year than I was last year. I felt like that last year where I was like unplugged for okay. most of the season and then yeah. we got to the bowl season I paid a little bit more attention. But I've been a little bit more engaged this year than I have in the past. Um, you know what? Uh, off topic. I needed to ask you this, Chris. I told you guys I was going to start paying a little more attention to to hockey. Okay. When did Vancouver start rocking these blue and green? Uh, blue and green, colors? Vancouver. Is that the original color? It was their original cover color. They stupidly went brown and gold for about a decade and a half. Uh, went to some black for a while. They, they had come like back the- to blue and green in the last four or five years. Four or five years. Okay. Yes. So it has been pretty relatively recent. Yes. Okay. Okay. And speaking of hockey, our uh, our guy got the a goal Black last Hawks night. Got his first goal last night. So good for him. Just nice wraparound move. Got the puck behind the net. Stepped on out at the post and beat the goaltender. Tucked it in. Wow. Nice, nice I, goal. I what? always watch after to see how teammates react. Yeah, me too. They were they were they were pumped for. They were very excited. They were super he looked like he'd been there before though. He had. And right? by the way, that wobbliness we talked about, I didn't see it. Not it last yes, night. last night's game. Yeah, he looked a little better. All right. So good for him. Let's get to break. Three o'clock hour on the way. You got something to say, Kurt? No, I just want to tease that uh, Mattress Mac is in a fight with another mattress company. What? Yes. Mattress on mattress type deal? Yes. Chris is going to love this story. And have to I be updated on everything this guy does. What did he have for lunch? <laughs> I don't know, but he got into an argument with a mattress company. More good and Chris when we return. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? 
Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Odyssey is giving you a chance to win a trip to London to see Taylor Swift at the Eras Tour. It's Tay in the UK. Hey, it's Taylor. Just download the free Odyssey app, log in and listen to a participating station for a minimum of 60 minutes to get your daily entry. And you could win a chance to fly off to London with three friends and see Taylor. I can't wait to see you at the Eras Tour in London. For more, go to odyssey.com slash Taylor. Tay in the UK. It's on the Odyssey app. Thanks to Republic Records. This is a national contest. (laughs) 